Hey, you guys, Raphael of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles here. Down here in the sewer, Donatello has fixed it so we can listen to Spoiler Country while we're having a hot fudge marshmallow tuna fish and Doritos pizza. Turtle power! Hey, hey, you people of Earth, it's time to enter the Spoilerverse via our secret portal at the exclusive Arctic Club in beautiful downtown Seattle with our hosts, John and Kenrick. Welcome to Spoiler Country. Hey, if you're listening to our show for the first time and you're on one of the social medias that we're on, like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, any of those kinds of things, you should always check us out on Spoilerverse.com. But... If you want to keep up with our latest episodes, you should bring out your smartphone, get into your favorite podcaster, find Spoiler Country, and hit subscribe. Then you'll get all our new stuff. And if you want to reach out to us, you can do that in two ways. You can call us, leave us a voicemail at 707-656-2080. Again, 707-656-2080. Or you can shoot us an email at spoilercountry at gmail.com. Of the Spoilerverse, welcome back to Spoiler Country. I'm Kenneth Regan, that is Mr. Horsley, and today on the show, well, it's the often requested but rarely heard tangent of tangents, also known as a tot. And I believe this is number 15. I, something like that, yeah. 15, it's close 14. to it. I, I could look it up, but. Yeah, we'll, we'll just roll with it. It's, it's around been, a 15. It's been a while. Yeah, plus or minus. Plus or minus a one. <laughs> yeah, it's plus or minus one. It's somewhere around there. It has been a while. It's been a minute, that's for sure. <laughs> We've been so busy bees. Dude, between everything going on with just life and work and the the website and personal yeah. stuff, it's just like I haven't had time to even think about anything. Well, for people who haven't figured it out yet, because we haven't actually done an official introduction we brought on a new interviewer, and she's awesome. She is, yeah, Melissa. Um, she've heard her on the show twice before uh, as us talking with her, but yep. she's now doing interviews. I mean, she's right in the mix with us. She's uh, she's done doing like four or five now. Yeah, and she's going to do articles for the website, and which is great because we'll have an actual professional writer writing on our website. What? Which is insane. <laughs> yeah, she writes novels, and she not that she's everybody doing... else doesn't do a fantastic job. And we have actually right. people we have legitimate writers doing reviews and yeah everything's starting to blow up it's kind of weird yeah we got we've signed on three more reviewers to review books and movies and and novels and stuff and we got melissa doing interviews we got jeff doing interviews we got casey and you and i doing interviews we got five people doing interviews on the regular and we've and got we like backup still people. have scheduling conflicts oh we still have not enough people to do all the interviews we have we have lined yeah. up it's so crazy yeah it's crazy and the amount of books and comic books that are waiting in the wings to be reviewed it's nuts dude it's a folder that is so big i haven't even put all of them in that folder because i don't want to overwhelm our reviewers <laughs> so i got a question for you what's that so if you've been following along on the website robert the host of bridging the geekdom yeah. is just full-on down snyder's pants it's a terrible way to put it but it's true (laughs) because i mean he's just super excited about what's going on and he's been part of this whole you know release the snyder cut movement since 
you know, he, he might have started it. I don't know for sure. Yeah, he might have started that movement. Who knows? Right. <laughs> That's how excited he is. But he put out an article the other day, and I got to tell you, I've seen it pop up a couple times. And I think you probably are with me too, that it legit bugs me the title of it. Oh, uh, I think I know. I, I already know what you're he talking about. He says that ahead. Snyder's version of Superman is the quintessential version. Then he cha- I think he changed. I think he changed it. Maybe it has been this the whole time. I feel like he changed it because I think he added for the 21st century. <laughs> <laughs> but that might have been there the whole time. That might just be me being a. I don't think not, it was. I, mean? I don't think that was there. What um, was your reaction when you first saw that, and what did you think? Because you're. Because, like, if everybody in the group, you have the most, I think you have the most history with Superman, if that makes sense. And so, it, I, I don't know. Like, I liked the Man of Steel. I liked yeah. Batman versus Superman. The, I, I liked all the Snyder movies. I, I was fine with them. I, you know, I know a lot of people hate them and, and whatever. But to me, they're fun movies that, you know, at the end of the day, they have most of it. They have a lot of it right. They just have some glaring things wrong. But I can look yeah. past that. But right. to call I can, Superman, I can look past it too. Yeah, they pick, to call Superman, Cavill is great. It's not Cavill. It's the writing and the situations they put him in. The quintessential Superman. I was just like, I just, I just can't stand behind that. What's? Well, it's, it's. I think it's more of the wording. And really, when you're writing an article like this, and Robert, if you're listening, listen closely. When you write an article like this, your your word choice means a lot in what you're saying. And when you right. say quintessential version, we should all respect. And you're not defining it to be the quintessential version on the big screen. We should all respect, which is what I think you meant. You're defining saying that the Zack Steiner Man of Steel, Henry Cavill Superman, is the only version that people should look at. And in regards to any medium movie, TV show, comic book, video game, or anything. And this yeah. is the one that is the quintessential end-all, be-all of everything in any medium ever. And <laughs> that is a big net to throw. Nothing and will ever be the ac- more quintessential than action comics. Right. Right? Well, it's – yeah, it's like – it's so before I say – I mean, they're close to 100 next, years, right? What's that? They're getting close. They're They're – they're closing in on a hundred years of Superman comic books out of action yeah. comics in 18 years. I'll hit a, a June of 20, 2038 will be hundred years. That's nuts. So 88 years. Yeah. But so let me preface what I'm about to say with a, a disclaimer, yeah. right? I, I, I think it's great. The passion Robert has for Snyder, the Snyder verse, his passion for Snyder's version of Superman is wonderful. Yeah. Henry Cavill is an amazing actor in the role. I think he could do incredibly well in this role. If given the, the room to breathe, right? And I think that he's got to work on his Clark version, Kent, though. Yeah, his Clark Kent's not very good, but I think that it's just a matter of it's an interpretation, and it's one that's not the normal, which is fine. It does miss on a few big key steps of what Superman is, but that's okay if you're making a variation yeah. of right. the quintessential, not the actual. If you're making the quintessential, you have to hit every beat, you have right. to hit every note. And you have to hit every meaning behind what things are. You can't change right. big things. You can't change why how his dad dies or why his dad dies. You can't change Jimmy Olsen, Superman's best friend, for the entire for eighty years. You right. can't change intricate aspects of the character and expect it to be the quintessential. You can say it's a very good version, or it's a version you like, or it's a it's the best version you enjoy. But you can't right. say quintessential because it's not because you're missing out on the whole meaning behind why Jonathan Kent died and what that meant to all Clark. the puzzles you, that make. 
all the pieces that make the puzzle. All the, yeah, all the pieces aren't there. Like it, and Robert will say, "Well, it's just because Snyder is taking a different path to get to the end of that road." And like, I agree with that. That's fine. It's taking a different path to get to the end, but that different path veers you from the quintessential. Like you can't say, you know, Christian Bale's version is the quintessential Batman. It's a different path, right. Batman, and it's a very good Batman. Although I still argue that the Dark Knight trilogy isn't a Batman trilogy. It's a Gotham City trilogy with with bad guys, and Batman happens to be in them. But that's interesting. I think, I, I think that it's. I don't think you say I, that I think on the first one though. What's that? I don't think you can say that on Batman Begins. Because that, that's Begins clearly Batman. just Batman. I mean, he, Christian Bale's like in almost every single scene talking about becoming Batman. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess yeah, you but could I, argue it, though, because he does talk about the need of Gotham for Batman. Yeah. So, I, right. I mean, I guess there is an argument there, yeah. Well, I'm talking about the Dark Knight trilogy as a whole. All three films yeah, together yeah, yeah. is not a Batman trilogy, right? It's a Gotham City trilogy, and it's about the villains, and Batman happens to be the thread that ties them all together. That's kind of what i think but i think that like i don't know it's we're off on a huge rant here on superman and snyder and robert here but i just think that when you're saying something like quintessential version of a character you've got to be a little more specific and you've got to be more accurate what you're saying because to say that they're okay so and and this goes out to all the people out there who love snyder's movies i think it's great I, i enjoy them to a certain degree I don't think, I think some of the writing is crap. The special effects and action is amazing, right? Yeah. The, the cinematography is a fantastic. It's awesome. Some of the ways he gets to places, I'm like, oh, that doesn't make a lot of sense, but that's fine. I can look past that for the most part. But when you have the people who wrote the stories, the people who created many of the aspects of the characters that we know and love, when you have the people who worked on their character for decades, right. all of them come out and say, hey, this is wrong. This is the wrong way to get there. Right. It's not quintessential. Right. right, you can. It, it can still be good, right. but you've missed the quintessential when you have the well, entire creative team saying no. It, it's quintessential for Robert, and I think that's a distinction that it can be quintessential. I mean, that's the the lovely thing about comic books as a whole and the characters that are derived from that medium is yeah. that there's so many different variations. Like, you know, look at Spider Man and Miles Morales. Right. Know, Miles Morales might be the quintessential for somebody else. And that's what they read. That's the only thing they read, you know, and that's the only one they watch and they don't, they like the other ones, but they don't identify with the other ones. You know what I mean? Well, will that so still I, be quintessential though? Because that would be more of like the one you identify with quintessential would be the one that everyone should hold the candle to, right? Everything is compared guess, against I mean, this version. But I think, yeah, but some things can be quintessential to the individual. You're looking at it at a macro aspect. And I think you can look at it at a micro and say, Hey, for me, this is the quintessential Superman. I don't, you know, yeah. I prefer the path that this was taken down. I don't agree with it. You know, I, I, I can't believe that you would not have Superman save his dad in a tornado. I mean, just doesn't, that makes no sense. Yeah, yeah. You could have had him yeah, die of cancer, brain cancer. That would have made sense. That would have been fine. That would, yeah. you know, as bad as that sounds, that would have made sense. That would have made Superman. The whole point of Jonathan Kent dying is the humbling of Superman. The fact that he couldn't do anything, not that he had a choice to do anything, that he couldn't do anything. Right. And when, what they should have done is they should have had him save him from the tornado, but then he has a heart attack and dies. I mean. Yeah. Or save him from the tornado and a board comes out and hits him before Superman realizes it. Right. Something he, happens. Something happens. Not a choice that his dad makes for him. That's like, oh, dude, no. Yeah. You know, no, I son, think, don't save me. 
Yeah, it just that in itself just doesn't make sense. And so I'm you know, I'm not a fan of Kevin Costner as Jonathan Kent. To be honest, I don't, I'm not a fan of uh, that. That portrayal. didn't bother me at all. I didn't. It didn't even like. I didn't even. I I didn't even. I didn't even register. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, I I didn't care. I was like, ah, whatever. But <laughs> when he died, I was like, that doesn't make any sense. That's dumb. Yeah, I mean, because wasn't it Richard Donner though that killed off Jonathan Kent in the first place? In the wasn't first that, Superman movie, it, yeah. Yeah, that came from the movie, right? Then had become somewhat canon, but not really canon because sometimes you read stories and he's then there. And other times, I guess it depends on what earth you're on. He's there and other times he's not. So yeah, he dies in the comic books. He dies in during the, he dies a couple times, but one of the big times is he dies during the death of Superman run. And in action comics, 500 is a whole scene with Clark after he died in the, af- some afterlife plane talking with Jonathan Kenton going through this whole mind fuck of things you know right right what do you think they do for you like robert's already off on his thing and, and i want robert to understand if he is listening that we love you buddy and i'm so happy that oh. you're as passionate as you are about what you're doing dude we, we just only i just don't see you. eye to eye <laughs> yeah if i didn't like you i wouldn't teach you and we just don't see eye to eye on, on certain things i still love the movie i mean i don't i shouldn't say love i still really like the movies i still i watched them not too long ago on yeah. uh, HBO Max. I watched every single one of them again. So I sat down and took my time to watch them. But I like Scott Snyder's. I love the way he shoots a movie. Like, <clears throat> Zack I like Snyder. Sucker Punch. Scott Snyder's a writer. Yeah, I mean, Zack Snyder. Sorry. <laughs> I always get those two mixed up. I mean, they're both with DC. I mean, come on. How confusing can you get? <laughs> right. Uh, but I like Sucker Punch. You know, and a lot of people hated that movie. I liked that movie. I watched it like four times. I got because I love the visuals. It. Oh, I love the visuals. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what Zach does better than a oh. lot of people is his visuals are on point always. They're, well, and they're like, beautifully shot. It's like when we talked about 300 and I was like, it look, it's a pretty movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this has got some great scenes. I, I don't know. Yeah. There's some great scenes in that movie, but at the end of the day, I just, you know, if you're going to say the quintessential 21st movie version of Superman, I would still argue that it's Brandon Ralph. And it's Superman Returns because I mean, he captured yeah. everything of what Superman is. And his Clark Kent is on point. Right. That's the one thing Henry Cavill fails at. His Clark Kent is just Superman He's with too cool. He's too cool. Yeah. Yeah. He's too suave. It's the same thing that you, you we've talked about before that you convinced me of. You're like with Andrew Garfield. You said he's too suave to be Peter yep. Parker. And I'm like, you're right. Yep. And you know, that thing is Tom Holland is falling into that now. Right. Right. You know, in the last homecoming, he was too cool. It was like what peter parker should not be that cool no that's why i think toby mcguire to me is still my favorite spider-man just because he never lost that difference between being spider-man and being peter parker they're two different people yeah just like i still like toby Kent Kent yeah i just like toby and spider-man or clark yeah. Kent and superman two different people yeah well, i got I another mean, question for you oh go ahead i'll just say that the, the greatest movie version ever is is christopher reeve i mean hands down yeah that uh, but the, the, you know, there's there's one thing about that. For you and I, I don't think they'll ever be able to make a better movie because we grew up with that. We loved that. How many times did you watch it growing up? How many so times many. did you identify with it? Just in the fact that you felt like a what's the word? I'm a weakling. You know what yeah. I mean? Oh yeah. And then here's this guy portraying it like to a T the way the writers probably would love it to be portrayed, you know? Yeah. And so 
it's hard now to think back, like for you and I, there's ne- there'll never be a movie. It could be, it could like on, like it could hit all the points and be film, be cinema, right? Oh, and cinema. What's his name? Scorsese can come out and say, this is the greatest movie of all time. And it's a Superman movie. And you and I will still say, not as good as Christopher Reeve. Yeah. I, I mean, you're probably absolutely right. But I, I think more of what hits that for us, at least for me, I can say, isn't the fact that the movie is so great. Because if you watch Superman nowadays, I mean, it, it holds up for me because I had nostalgia to it. But really, right. it's, dated, it's dated, right? A lot of this, it's very dated. The flying scenes but, are dated. Yeah, yeah. But what holds up for me is... Christopher Reeve's portrayal of Superman and Clark Kent being very much two different people. Oh, he does it great. Like, he does an amazing job there. And I, I think if we had an actor who could portray that, I mean, Brandon Routh did a damn good job too. Yeah. But if we had someone who could portray that in a modern movie, you, you yeah. could, you could be, you know, it could take up, you know, get up there with what Christopher Reeve does did, but it's going to be hard because it, he was so great at playing those two roles. And I don't know, Yeah. but you have, you have, you have another question. What is it? Did you see that? Taboo of the Black Eyed Peas, who's writing comics. Yeah, he's writing comics for Marvel. Yeah, and he, they're bringing back uh, Werewolf by Night. Yep, yep, and he's doing it, yeah. And putting a native we spin have, on it. We have articles on our website about it. We do have articles on Well, I was wondering what you thought about it. I'm excited because I feel like it could be the verge of a new set of Universal-style monster comebacks. You know what I mean? Well, I'm all for more Werewolf by Night. I'm all for more for any of the Marvel monster stuff. I think it's fantastic. Right. Even the cheesy ones, I still enjoy them because they're just fun. Yeah. And I'm like, I want I'm, them to bring I, back I, Man Thing in a big way. That'd be cool. <laughs> that'd be cool. I would you know love, what I'm saying? I would love for them to make a Man Thing versus a Swamp Thing movie just for the hell of it. Like, just like do a, it. Like a Kruger versus Freddy. Right. I just yes. said Kruger versus Freddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Freddy versus he has, Jason. He has, he has inner demons. <laughs> Freddy versus Jason, you mean? Yeah, exactly. Oh my god, Kruger versus Freddy, yo! <laughs> did you ever watch? Did you ever watch Freddy versus Jason? I did. What do you think? Funny. It was funny. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, it's just you campy as all get out. I mean, you can't take it seriously. What do you? No, you can't. You I know, mean, like the first whatever. Nightmare on Elm Street was a breakthrough in horror. Yeah. You know, and you watch it today, it's campy. You it know, it, it was, was then. Fun. It's just that it was the idea and the and Wes Craven's pulling it off the way he did. Yeah, just shocked everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. I remember watching it on video. It scared the crap out of me. That movie will always be the only movie that made me not unable to sleep for almost two days. Dude, it scared the crap out of me too. And I watched I it a, way too young. <laughs> yeah, I had to cry myself to sleep. I'm not ashamed yeah. to say that. I was 10 years old and I cried myself to sleep. Dude, that's the one where like the faces and the hands come through the ceiling, right? Mm-hmm. And she's yeah, that, she's on the bed. And she's clutching that crucifix, dude, that and he looks out over it. Out of that's me. the scene. Yeah, that's the scene. Oh. That it wasn't Tina flying up in the air and getting cut up. It wasn't Johnny no. Depp getting sucked through the bed. It was the simple scene that didn't even nothing even happened. He just looked out over the bed and then sucked himself back into the wall. I was yep. done. That done. scene, I had to sleep. I had to have my lights on. <laughs> sleeping. Oh, dude, I, I literally <laughs> cried myself to sleep. Oh, I was God. like, I'm just gonna. I'm just you know. And then it was. For like probably a good year, it was blanket over the head with just a tiny <laughs> mouth hole for me to breathe. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh man, like, yeah, I, I can't. Yeah. I'm, I'm totally covered. No one can see me. I'm safe. Oh but god, that's funny. I'm excited funny. to see this werewolf by night. I um, yeah, I can't remember the artist that's going to be helping, and I know they have another writer, which I think they do that a lot with people who haven't written comic books, but have 
strong and, and big ideas, they bring in a seasoned writer to to go along with them. Right. It gives you a it gives you a somebody to play off of. Yeah, it's more about the process. Right. I don't it's know. Gonna be, I think it's gonna be cool. I think it's gonna be cool because we're all even great Dracula. And, oh, go ahead. Sorry. What's that? Werewolf finds a fun character, and it's he hasn't been around for a while. No, he's awesome, and he hasn't been around for a while. And I think they need to do something. They need something big with him. You know what I mean? Right. Oh, just so you're ever listening, Tabby was co-writing with Benjamin Jackendorf. Yeah. So, which is a really he's odd been around for a while, but cool. Huh? Jackendorf is. It just sounds dirty to me. I'm sorry. I don't mean to make fun of your name, Benjamin, but. The name Jackendorf or Dom. I'm sure just, he's gone through that his whole life. I'm sure. Maybe you could ignore it and be like, loud, not even say anything. Oh, he sure. al- he's also a same writer who wrote Seventh Grade Sun was not fun. You know? He was that? I missed it. He uh, was the same writer who worked with Will I Am to write Marvel's Master- Masters of the Sun. Oh, I love that. I love that the Black Eyed Peas get into comic books. Yeah. You so know? Anytime, anytime we have crossover with music and comics or anybody who's not generally seen as a comic book person getting into comics, even though they may be comic book person, you still know it. Like, yeah. you know, Gerard Way getting into comics, even though he was always been a comic person. I love He's it. He's been it, a just huge comic genres. nerd his whole life. Yeah, literally. Which is, yeah, which is awesome. I, I know you're not a big fan of the My Chemical Romance, but I like them. I, I like them just fine. Not, I was never, I never got deep into watch, them, but I, every time I hear video. them, I'm like, it's cool. Yeah. Watch the video for the Black Parade. The visuals are so good. Nice. I will. It's, I'm not kidding. The visuals are so good. They're, it's a, it's, I don't know. It's good. It's did good. you watch uh, speaking of Gerard way, man, did you watch the second season of the umbrella Academy? Hell yeah, I did. And I loved it. I want more. <laughs> I think I got three episodes left. Oh man. It's so good. Yeah. I was a little irritated in the beginning, like the first half of the season where I was like, oh, this kind of feels like a repeat of the first one. Like, yeah, but it's not, it, it really isn't. It, it's a repeat in a matter of the fact well, that they have the time traveling aspect, but simply because they went back in time at the end of the first one. Well, it's got the time traveling aspect and the save the world from ending aspect on it, but right. it's very different, <laughs> but it's so campy. I love how they're having to save the world a second time from the yeah. same meteor because they knocked it off course and sent it through time back with them. <laughs> well, and I, and I love Ben. Uh, spoilers. <laughs> Well, no, that's not spoilers because you, this, they're in the trailers. It's in the yeah, trailer. Oh, yeah, that's true. Okay. You know, Ben being there and, and with Klaus is in the trailer. So that's not a spoiler. But I'll just right. say their interactions throughout the whole season is my favorite thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, and I, they, I want to say something, the, but I won't say it because you haven't finished yet. Yeah. They have the right cast. Oh, yeah, they do. Ellen Page is great. I don't know all the care actors' names. I just I, I know hers because she's been in everything. But Well, the guy who plays Klaus is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, did you ever number watch five is great. Did you ever watch Misfits? The kid playing number five is great. Who? What? Did you ever watch Misfits? Misfits. So Misfits Runaway. Is a, Misfits is a British show. It's a R-rated superhero show, but not. It's not. Okay, it's not superheroes. It's R-rated show where a bunch of kids who are juvenile delinquents and are in like juvie hall, juvie in uh-huh. England have superpowers and they're just random. And the guy who plays Klaus, Robert Robert Shane, he is in that as the main character a lot younger and he plays a character very similar to Klaus, but you know, a little younger and different. His superpower is that whenever he dies, he just resurrects. He just yeah. can't kill him. And he does some fucked up things in that show. And it's, it, so he's not a good guy. No, he's, I mean, none of them are good, right? They're he's all a, a bunch of assholes. 
right? <laughs> but you should, if, it's on Netflix, I think it is. And I think there's like four or five seasons of it. Uh, the first like three seasons, I think it is, three or four, that he's in is yeah. really good. And then he leaves the show because he wants off the show. And then somebody comes in to replace him as a new character. And while he's not bad, he's not the same. He's not as good as Robert was on that show. Yeah, yeah. And the, the whole dynamic of the show kind of changes after that. But he's a, it's hard to play so somebody. Good. It's hard to replace. I'll have to check it out. I don't think I have seen that. I don't mean it doesn't sound it, familiar, so I'm pretty sure I haven't. No, I'm no, watching. Was, so if people follow me on Twitter, which I don't have very many followers, which is great. I don't. That doesn't bother so me. So go to Twitter and follow X Kenrick X. He's like the coolest <laughs> guy ever. Right. Right. But I've been trying to come up with 31 movies to watch during every day in October. Right. Yeah. For 31 days yeah. of horror, which is going to be t- difficult with work and right. with podcasts and trying to buy a house and everything in between. Right. And some other person stuff that you know that's happening. So it's just and, hard. And fi- finding time to talk to me. Yeah. It's hard. I it really is. Damn right it. Now. Yeah. It, it's super hard right now. <laughs> right. And I, I mean, <laughs> I have people thinking that I was mad at them for months when I was like, no, I'm just that busy. <laughs> 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 but at the same time, I just, uh, I, I, I created this list and I've been asking people to give me more movies. You know what I mean? And yeah. I got 22 right now, I think 21, I need 10 more, you know? And it's kind did of you funny. Add, did you add grabbers? Uh, yeah. You added grabbers. So hey, that's good. on there now. Let me bring it up. Ooh, a live reading of Kenrick's movies for the month. Yes. Yeah. Yes. If we had more Where's time, I'd say I'd watch them all with you and we could like podcast about them every day, but there's no way in hell it's going to happen. I'm going to be honest. I'm not doing any, I'm not doing any, um, interviews. I'm not, yeah, no, I'm not doing any interviews about it or, you know what I mean? I mean, we're not doing any chats about it. I'm not writing any articles yeah. about it, reviews or anything like that. It's too big. You know what I mean? Yeah. I couldn't do it every day and just watching them is going to be a challenge. Well, you know, our listeners out there are still waiting for us to do our second version of, you know, Descent into Madness. They're still waiting. Oh my God. You committed I, to We it actually talked about occasions. that. A year ago, about we were going to do a friends episode. Yeah, we we're going to do a friends episode. We even had we, we even started creating like the stuff for it, and then just never did it. Yeah, that's weird. We yeah, we probably should do that. Yeah, once you settle down and you're, you're in your house and things settle down, we should definitely do it. Yeah. So okay. So I'm trying to watch horror thriller every day this month for 31 days of, of horror in October. So far, I have The Lodge, and I don't know mo- some of these I know because I love them, and I want to watch them. So I put them on there. Some of them, I have no idea. The Lodge, don't know what it is. Absentia, don't know what it is. <laughs> Atticus Institute, no clue. No clue. Pontypool, don't know. The Ritual, <laughs> I've read the book and watched the movie. Uh, Man Versus, no clue. Man Versus, what? Y- yep. Uh, Dark Song. These are all like movies that people have told me to watch. Uh, the Lost Boys, obviously. As a matter of uh, fact, The Lost Boys... Tonight, as we're re- Johnny and I are recording this, Melissa and Corey, two of our no. interviewers, are together, and they are talking with Corey Feldman. How you cool said, is that? You just said Melissa and Corey are talking to Corey Feldman. Wow. It's Kruger <laughs> Freddy. It's Kruger Freddy. Uh, Melissa right. and Casey <laughs> are talking to Corey Feldman. If you know, he was part of uh, the, he was on the Lost Boys. Yeah. That's super cool. And that happens super fast too. Yeah. And I got Near Dark. You ever watched that one? 
I have not, no. Oh, with Lance Henriksen and, oh God, oh God, what's his name? Oh, he just passed away a couple years ago and he was, game over, man, game over. Oh God. Oh, why am I blanking on his name? You know who I'm talking about. I do know who you're talking about. I can't think of the name though. Oh, God dang it. So if I go, yeah, I go aliens cast because that's what he's in. Oh my God. Why am I having such a blank? It's so stupid. Bill Paxton. (laughs) Thank you. Oh, there we go. Lance Henriksen, Bill Paxton, they're vampires. And I believe it's John Carpenter. I want to say it's John Carpenter. I might be wrong on that. Don't hold me to that. But it's one of the best late 80s, early 90s vampire movies. Fallen, which I actually watched this morning before oh, work. You? I got a, I, I woke up like at five o'clock in the morning. I was like, oh, I'm awake. How was it? I love Fallen. You ever seen that with Denzel Washington? No, I haven't. And he's fighting a demon that can jump from body to body? No. Sounds oh. cool, though. Yeah, it's a cool. I, I love that movie. I thought it was cool. It's got John Goodman, Donald Sutherland. It's got. Oh, damn. Who was the guy that was in the. God, man, I'm just drawing blanks today. He was in the the TV show, the mobster TV show on HBO. The Sopranos. Thank you. He played Tony Soprano. Oh, James Gandolfini? Yes. Thank you. James Gandolfini. He's in it. Yeah. It's just, it's pretty awesome, actually. I, I really like it. It's just, it's not scary, like scary or anything like that, but it's mm-hmm. just a good, I thought, I don't know. I just thought it was well done. Audition, that's, that one's coming from Jay, which I know which that one's about. I might skip that one because <laughs> it's kind of a torture film and I'm not really into that. Oh, you know? me neither. It's like The Human Centipede. I hated that movie. Never watched it. Hated that it. movie. I don't care about gore. You know what I mean? Yeah. If it makes sense, it's part of the movie and it's like, oh, that was cool. Like, you know what I mean? That's all good. When it's just gore to be gory, it doesn't, doesn't, it's kind of like nudity for nudity. You know, I'll just watch a porno. You know what I mean? Right. But I just, I don't know. I I don't like it. And and then I watched The Human Centipede and I was just like, oh, why am I watching this? What am I doing in my life? Yeah. Event Horizon. That's uh, Jeff Haas's. That's a good one. Yeah, I saw that one already. It's good. But I saw it a long time ago. Uh, Midsummer, Mr. Frost. You know Mr. Frost? Uh, Jeff Goldblum. No. Came out in like 1990, 91. Jeff Goldblum plays Satan. And he's just manipulating oh, no, I, peoples. I, yep. I have seen that one. Yeah. It's just, it has this classic scene. I don't know if it's classic. It's classic for me. He has a scene where he's like talking to somebody and he makes a cake. <laughs> it's like all perfect. And he takes a picture of it. He goes, would you like a piece? And the guy's like, no. And he just throws it away. <laughs> he just likes baking and, and taking a picture and throwing it away. The just thing, it. of course, John Carpenter's the thing. Uh, the Prince of Darkness. Did you ever watch that one? I have. Yeah, from 1987. It's got Alice Cooper in it. Plays a zombie. Nice. Uh, 30, Thirty Days a Night. Another Jay suggestion, which I've seen. That's I a like good that one. one. Yeah, In the Mouth of Madness, movie. which I love that movie. And I can't wait to watch that one again. I have not seen that. I need to watch that. Oh, with Sam Neill from Jurassic Park. I have, you know, I know about it and I, I've been meaning to watch that one. I never have though. I need to, it's on my it, list. It, I'm, the, yeah. the special effects, I'm going to tell you right now, the special effects don't hold up because it's 1994. Okay. Right. Everything is puppetry, which the interaction is always great because you get an actual thing that you're interacting with, you know? Right. It's not a C- CGI, but it just doesn't hold up, you know? But the concepts and the acting of all the people involved is great. 
you know. And John Carpenter spins a yarn, man. Oh, yeah. And then, so I have three, right, in a row, or three on there, maybe four. I think, because I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure Near Dark is John Carpenter as well, of his movies, because he's just great. And then Mandy, which I believe is the one with Nicolas Cage, which got a lot of good reviews. I haven't watched it yet. I haven't seen that one either. Yeah, and then number 20, of course, is Grabbers, which I've seen. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. I like that one. There's another one, too, that's weird. God, I got I to look it up again. It's in the same vein of Grabbers, but it was after it, and it was like Worms. It's not called Tremor. Worms, but there's Worms Tremors. involved. <laughs> not Tremor. Oh, Tremor should be on there, though, right? That's Halloween, right? The first one should be on there, definitely. You know, the first one was a complete dumpster fire in the movie theater, right? Oh, in I know. But yeah, it went on it during the 90s to be the number one selling video and rental. Yep. Because people are like, did you, have you seen this? Check it out. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, oh, a Nightbreed. Oh, Nightbreed's good. Oh, I love Nightbreed. I saw, yeah. see, I saw that one a long time ago, you know. Oh, I should do, should I do Hellraiser? People are like, you should do The Shining. No, Shining's I love The Shining, boring. but I've seen it so, I've seen it enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. And honestly, I've, I watched The Shining before I watched Dr. Sleep, right? And okay. I love The Shining for what it is, but it's long and it's drawn out and it's long. Yeah. Yeah. I liked The Shining. I mean, I mean did I you, see, like the, it. It did you just, see the remake it just, of it? Because Stephen King didn't remake, like that no. version. He didn't yeah, like he, Stanley Kubrick's. Yeah, I know. I know. I read that. I've not, I've not seen the remake, though. I've heard, it's, I've heard it's more to what he wanted it to be. Yeah, but it's bad. Yeah. It's got the guy yeah, from but, Wings on it that yep, plays the yep. uh, dysfunctional brother. Can't remember his name, but yeah, and you know, and he does this chase scene with the with the croquet mallet because that's what it is in the book. Yeah, you know, but it's just the axe makes way more sense. The axe and, is cooler, <laughs> you know. So the thing with that movie, The Shining, that's messed up. Have you ever read the what happened to Shelley Duvall after that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's messed up, man. He messed her up, and Dude, it's just like it's unfortunate. I don't like the way that, you know, now when I, after reading that article and what happened to her and cause I loved Shelly Duvall because she, she did a fairy time theater on Showtime, mm-hmm. which was great. You saw like she in Liza Minnella on there. You saw Robin Williams on there. Huh? So wasn't she in Popeye as olive oil? Yep. She was olive oil. She was Popeye. Yeah. yeah she was olive oil and Popeye again with Robin Williams. And, and I loved that movie. Cause I was like, what did that oh, come out? Like 81, 80. Yeah. I love and then right too. after that, she did The Shining. I remember seeing the commercials for The Shining on TV when it came out. And it looks super... The commercial scared me. Ah. You know? <laughs> but reading, reading what he did, what he put her through. Oh, man. And when I went back to watch it again, I couldn't watch it. I was it's like, hard. oh, all I'm thinking is she is going through hell. You know? She's getting not tortured a, right now. Yeah. And, and being like legit mentally tortured. Yeah. You know, and she already had some, she was already fragile, you know, and to put her in through that was just like, oh, I just feel like I'm watching a snuff film in a lot of ways. So that's why I'm not watching The Shining, even though it's a great suggestion. I don't want anybody to take anything away from that. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about- Kid yeah. are doing something similar, we're, we're, but we're not making a list. We're just going to find yeah. horror films that are streaming on like Netflix or Hulu or something like that. And I see. Kind of watch I one might have to do that day. too, though. Right. Because trying to find these, like I purchased Fallen 
and I got I got the next one ready in the mouth of madness. I purchased that one, mm. but that was six dollars. It's old. Yeah, yeah. But if I go and purchase all of them, <laughs> you know, it's like one hundred fifty bucks, six hundred bucks, right? You know, two hundred bucks. I'm like, I don't want to spend that much. So it might be that if I can't find something on the list, mm-hmm. you know, you then I'll <laughs> I'll change it to something that's available. You know. Yeah, yeah. It's really yeah. just. I, I, you know, and the, the cool thing about this list, it's pretty eclectic. It's not, it is one thing. You got a lot of stuff on there, which is not normal films, which is good. Not normal. Like what you'd expect to watch, which is cool. Right. Right. Like I'm not putting hocus pocus on there. I mean, I'll watch that one anyways. I watch it every Halloween on Halloween, but I wouldn't put it on the list. So yeah. funny. That's another one that flopped in the theater and got huge yep. uh, on video. And really, I, like I think it, it just got huge because of Halloween. Yeah, I like it. I mean, we watched it. We've watched it every year for like the last fifteen years on Halloween. Dude, Bette Midler is amazing. Okay, yeah, yeah. there's just I don't understand people who shit on her, and there's a lot of How people could that you? do. How could you? you? Know? She's so great. But she is like that lady can sing her ass off better yeah. than ninety nine percent of the singers in, in Hollywood. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You know, and it's just like, why would you not? What? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it just doesn't That's make a, sense on. to me. <laughs> if she's good, you're if you're good. You know, I think yeah, what I liked about jealous. her in that role is that she overacted everything, but it right. fits their role. All three of them overacted, but they overacted to their role and it was great. Yeah. Yeah. Sarah Jessica Parker was great in that. She was. Yeah. You know, she, you know, Sarah Jessica Parker was Annie on Broadway. Oh, was she? Yeah. That's cool. I think she was Where the original that? Annie on Broadway with Carol Burnett. Oh, that's cool. I just watched Annie. She was the first uh, or second. The, I just watched Annie, the Kathy Bates version the other day. I didn't know Kathy Bates did a version. Well, she did. She played Miss Miss Hannigan in a 1999 version with the guy who played the older half of Firestorm on Legends of Tomorrow and Flash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he plays Daddy Warbucks, and then it's That's got funny. Alan Cumming in it. It's got it's got so many people. It's got it's a pretty good cast. It's, it's, did you watch the remake that they did just a couple of years ago? I have not seen the Jamie Foxx one. I have not seen it. I want to see it. Though. Yeah, it's supposed to be pretty good. Supposed to be yeah, all, I mean, not, it's hard to mess up Annie, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, I mean, it's a timeless story. It's and, and it's well, funny the thing is, it's, is it's, I think it's, it's universal. Movie. For yeah. any culture that you put it in. Oh, I know. It is. You know what Born I mean? From rags to riches. Yeah. And, yeah. But in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. I think anybody should gravitate towards that and remake it for themselves. I think a lot of stuff can be done that way if people think about it. Like, do you really yeah. care? I, no. Not anymore. You know what I mean? Like, I used to care, but the more that we've talked to people and the more that we've been, we've talked things out, the less I care. Oh, we've, we've grown. <laughs> but, I guess, and, and, and it, but in a weird way, it's like I care more. You know what I mean? I think I care more for the people that are making it than I do for the people that get upset by it. Right. And honestly, we were talking about it before, but honestly, I don't give a shit what you change of a character's anything. Just make it a good story. Yeah. Yeah. Just don't kill Jonathan Kent for no reason. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Right. I meant like changing their ethnicity or sexuality or gender. Right. (laughs) Oh, my God. Hey, so I just found, I just figured something out. Huh. To take a hard 180 Uh-oh. back to the beginning of the episode. Yeah. You said it's episode 15? Yeah. It's actually episode 16. Oh, I, well, I did say plus and minus one. Yeah. So it is plus one. It is the 16th tot. Our last one, yeah. our last tot was actually back in June, and it was in the car. Oh, my God. That means we went through a whole season. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. So, June 1st was our last tot, and it was in the car with Spoiler Country, where you and I were driving, doing errands, and filmed with our... That means we've had those cameras for that long. Jesus Christ. 
Yeah. Uh, that, that was and a fun one. Damn, we're great. right. We did it in the car, and we were like, oh, it's going to be bouncing all over the place. And then we watched, and we're like, that turned out really good. I know. And we wanted to do more of those, but then we couldn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. I can't believe it's been uh, that long. I know, right? And well, well, and like before that, we did a live stream one, and then we did one talking about COVID. Then before that one was the one with the, the werewolf dong. <laughs> <laughs> the werewolf dong. That's yeah. funny. The infamous werewolf story. The uh, infamous is so infamous. Right, right. Well, shit, dude. I think we've came to the end of this tot. Yeah, I think so. We've kind of gone full circle here. We've uh, had a quite the conversation about a lot of stuff here and in true yeah. tot fashion it went it went from one topic to one topic all naturally and it you know mm-hmm. was fun mm-hmm. no arguments this time around we'll try harder next time folks yeah, we'll try harder next time we'll try to we'll try to get you guys one just to make you feel better next time we're you gonna know. do well i mean even I, what's funny is if we didn't have us over superman as a bully and and peter parker's not spider-man i think we'd both be like well i mean i guess it's cool <laughs> <laughs> Like, I wouldn't argue it now. <laughs> no, Peter Parker's always Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. Well, Superman's not a bully, so. Clark Kent is always Superman. <laughs> and, yeah. It was just that one story that I think he's a bully. But I don't think yeah. he's a bully in the classic sense. I think right. he's a bully in the fact that he doesn't have to say anything. You know? And the way that they have, it's the people's reaction around him. You know, and he could do things to alleviate that, but he doesn't because he chooses to keep that intimidation in the air, whether he acts on it or not, he chooses to keep it there. And I think, see, I just explained it better what I was trying to say. And I think that's where I was, that's where my mind was going. And it's just really in that story. It's not like he's like that in every story I ever read. You know what I mean? It's just in that particular story. And it might be that he feels he has to be that way for that particular story, for it to get the message across that he's trying to do. Maybe I should reread it again and get that. It's Kingdom Come. That's what I'm thinking of. Kingdom Kingdom Come, he's he's definitely more on the aggressive side. Yeah. And I think it's just, and and like I said, it's not his actions. It's his inactions. Yeah. But it's like being a bully, though, makes it more of an intentional decision versus unintentional, right? Yeah. And I think uh, Kingdom Come was standing, you know, not and some of the stories where he's intentionally being a jerk, like Injustice and right. some of the harsher stories. But I think in general, what you're saying, it's it is it's there for sure because it's Superman. He's you know all powerful, whatever. Right. But it's not like he he's not intentionally standing there doing that. It's just that's the what you're talking about is people's perception of what he could do. Yeah, 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 totally. But I think in that one, it's very obvious of their fear of it. And he doesn't do anything to alleviate it. Like the, like the story that you sent me of him talking the lady off the ledge. Yeah. Oh, God, you know? I love That's one of my favorite stories. <laughs> Not a bully. It's, you know what right. I mean? It's just, it just so heartwarming because at that yeah. point, you see Superman for what he truly is. And all of his powers mean nothing. It's, it's him trying his best to be human. Yeah. And compassion. Yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot of good ones. Mm-hmm. And, you know. It is that I mean that's what I was trying to express when we had our <laughs> No, I know. But you did it but you did it in a very attacking, pushing me in a corner Hell way. Oh yeah, man, because we're having a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I kind of wish we would have kept recording and, and had We should have. Our- You're the one who said we could turn this off, man. I was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> no, you should have just kept recording, like, fuck you. Yeah. Okay, it's off, dude. No, it's not. I see it hitting record. <laughs> no, no, it's off, I promise. <laughs> Oh man. Yeah, I think all right, all right. All right. we're we're we're, 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 we're going to go at the whole end episode. here. All right. So, 
if you guys enjoyed this ridiculous <laughs> conversation of Superman and Werewolf by Night and everything in between, head on over to spoilerverse.com and check out our back issues. There's a lot there for you to peruse. Not only do we have more, which we call these TOTS, which stands for Tangent and Tangents, and apparently there's 16 of them now. Yeah. Um, you will find a bunch of other episodes uh, that doesn't even have any interviews, just things of us talking about certain subjects. And, you know, maybe we'll try to do more of those if people reach out and say, hey, we really like that. And, you know, that's always fun. But if you love to hear amazing conversations with the likes of Tommy Chong and Corey Feldman and Josh Gates of Expedition Unknown and Robert Wool from the Batman movie of yesteryear, 1989, this is a good place to go. And you will see a lot of stuff like that there. Yeah, and while you're there at Splitverse.com, because we know you're, you're loading up on your phone right now or on your computer or you're working, you're stopping your call at work. You're like, no, I got to look at this website right now, Splitverse.com, because it seems super important and cool. <laughs> while you're there, we have articles and reviews and previews and so much cool stuff. And press list is coming out like three or four a day right now. Robert and Colton and the team are just killing it and getting stuff out. It's we got breaking news coming out. We've got so much stuff. Go there, read some articles, leave some comments because let those people know you. Somebody actually read it. Even if you don't read it, just leave a comment saying I read it or something. They're not going to check. I promise you. But do read it because it's good stuff. But also, in the middle top of that bar, there's a button that says store. You should click on that. Go to our store. Get a t-shirt or a hoodie or a face mask. Look fly as hell because you know you will. Walk around rocking a Spoilerverse shirt or a Spoiler Country shirt or a Misery Point Radio shirt because it's a cool-ass design. And do that because when you do, you help support the site because right now, Kendrick and I pay for everything and it all comes out of our own pockets and we'd love it if the store would pay for the website so we could focus more on giving you better, bigger and better and greater content. Boom. Boom. All right, guys. Only one last thing to do, which is Introductions of Podcasts. We are Cthulhu. Cthulhu compels you to do. Open the mind and read more. <laughs>